Spice Radio 1200 AM and you're tuned in to the Morning Buzz. You're with me, Natasha. Recently, words like inflation, greedflation, shrinkflation have all become part of our vocabulary and along with this, our quest to keep within our budget while bringing the bread and butter on our family's table. A voice that always speaks up for the common man is Mr. Sylvain Chambois, director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University, who has his finger on the pulse of the food market. A warm welcome to the show, Mr. Chambois. My pleasure. It's always wonderful to connect with you. And we would just like your perspective today as to where do we stand when it comes to the impact of inflation on our grocery bills? Well, I mean, things are improving slowly. Uh, we're getting some June data tomorrow. So um, our expectation is that the food inflation rate will continue to drop. It's uh, it's below 9% now. And the U.S. inflation uh, rate is also dropping as well. So those are reassuring uh, data points for, for us all. But still, uh, we're always uh, one event away from seeing uh, things uh, become more uncertain. For example, uh, we're learning this week that the uh, Black Sea grain deal is uh, is in jeopardy. Right. And that would actually mean that grains could become more expensive. So uh, while things are improving slowly, uh, things can turn uh, very quickly. And why do you say that the food inflation seems to be easing? It doesn't quite show on my grocery bills, Mr. Shalboa. I still see the grocery prices are so high. <laughs> so the, 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 the difference between food and everything else in our economy is that food has always been a, a, a high-volume, low-margin low uh, business, which means that when costs go up, you can't really just raise prices uh, generally across the board uh, overnight. You have to kind of allow, you need to allow the market to adapt to a new costing reality. And that's why you really need to to uh, to make Im- incremental changes instead of just increasing prices. And that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, a lot of people are wondering why our food prices are so high still and why such a gap between food inflation and inflation? That's the reason why, and we actually are expecting that gap to remain high for, for an, at, at least until the end of 2023. Wow! And you did mention yeah. the grain deal, and that has apparently been terminated by Russia. So, how much will that impact us here in Canada? We don't know yet. Uh, we don't know. Uh, obviously, access is not going to be a problem, but uh, the problem when uh, one of these deals. Uh, uh, go, go south uh, is that it will impact prices. And so we've been looking at futures this morning and the corn and wheat futures are up, which means that, again, it could actually be more expensive to manufacture bread, pasta, and everything else. We And, and of course, uh, vegetable oil. Uh, and I know a lot of Canadians actually use a lot of vegetable oil. So those products could become more expensive as a result of the uncertainty generated by the uh, the, the, the compromised black sea deal. Now, Mr. Shalboa, when Bank of Canada increased their interest rates, that too has an impact on our food bills, isn't it? Yes, it does. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the issue here is that uh, people need a roof over their heads and, uh, and they need to pay for 
for their mortgage and they need to pay rent. And uh, if more money is required to do those things, well, they'll spending less at the grocery store, which is exactly what's going on right now. Uh, people are spending less at the grocery store. And, um, and so that's why we are expecting the market to continue to remain frugal. So food inflation is not getting people to spend more money on food. It's actually getting people spend less on food as a result of higher interest rates. Wow. And does that mean that some families could probably be going through very, very tough times that would mean probably skipping meals as well? It is. Yeah, actually, we do believe that anywhere between 10 to 20 percent of people are actually skipping meals just to save some money on food and make sure they keep a roof over their heads. So, yeah, it's not easy for a lot of people. Uh, and uh, and this is something that uh, that we think is going to stay uh, is going to remain uh, for, for a while, unfortunately. And I always see, uh, Mr. Shabwa, you're always the voice, you know, trying to get uh, the big bosses who hold all these, uh, you know, big stores together to kind of be answerable to all this. So do you think there's going to be any change on that one? Because we also apparently had a grocery code of conduct, uh, so to say. The grocery code of conduct, we should hear more about the code in in months to come. And hopefully it will bring more peace and, and discipline to the market. And that will actually increase competition. And it was recognized by the Competition Bureau just last month. And so we are hoping that conditions will change. Uh, but nothing in cer- is certain. Again, it, it will take years before we see any changes. And, uh, and for the time being, uh, I think that consumers will just continue to try to cope with, uh, with higher food prices and, uh, and, uh, and also uh, higher lodging uh, costs as well. Well, I'm, I would like to think that all is not so grim because, uh, Mr. Shalboa, you do have some tricks and tips for us so that we can save some of those top dollars at the grocery store. One of them is understanding shelflation. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think the thing we need to remember is that uh, consumers have more power than they think. Uh, your decisions at the grocery store will impact market conditions. And and of course, uh, shelflation is certainly an example. Uh, if you go into a grocery store, you can check and look at um, the quality of products. But also, I mean, you can become a food rescuer by buying products uh, uh, that that do have a, a an expiry date or or a, um, a best before date that is that is looming. And uh, sometimes you can get uh, rebates of fifty to seventy-five percent, which is really those are re- substantial rebates. So I certainly would encourage people to become food rescuers as a result of of shortened shelf life, and that's why we that's why we call it shelfflation. Essentially, is that you can actually offset the impact of inflation by buying products that are not as fresh, but still uh, very much edible. Is there any time of day that we should go shopping? That's a good question. Uh, avoid Fridays, Saturdays. Uh, Sunday afternoons can actually, that's when the, 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 the optimal window is probably end of Sunday to perhaps uh, end of Monday. Uh, and perhaps Wednesdays. Wednesdays are good days as well. And so those are days that you really want to save. They're not optimal for people's schedules. So I get that. But if you want to save, uh, show up at different times and you'll see more deals for sure. Wonderful. What about, uh, you know, buying things during season? Because uh, when you talk about uh, seasonability, that also would probably impact pricing, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, and like I said, 
I, I think Canadians are becoming more strategic, but, but I'm not sure they understand the power that they have. If, if there is something that is too expensive for them at the store, just walk away. Don't buy it. And I'm sure that there'll be a substitute in that store for you, available to you. And so those are things that you want to keep in mind as you browse through aisles at the grocery store. And what about price matching? I know that I have a family member who is absolutely great. He's got some apps and he does some price matching. Uh, of course, he's based in Toronto. I don't know if there's anything out here in Vancouver that we could use, but any any tips on price matching? Oh, there's tons of apps for that. And, uh, and of course, if you look at I mean, if you do your homework before you leave the store, leave your home to go to the store, you'll actually show up more uh, more knowledgeable and more aware of the deals, and you'll know exactly how much you should pay. And, and price matching becomes easier for you. And so the more you look, uh, the better off you will be. And, and prices do change um, daily. And uh, some people think they don't change from one week to another, they actually do quite a lot, more so than before. So be on a lookout as much as possible. So when we look at the grocery aisle right now, what's up and what's down? What should we be buying more of? So right now, uh, if you start with proteins, I'd say uh, pork is really the way to go. Uh, and if you're not into pork, uh, chicken would probably be second best. Uh, beef is on the rise. Beef is becoming more expensive. Bakery goods are more expensive than before. Uh, vegetables, uh, very difficult. I actually, I would go to the freezer aisle to get your veggies right now. It's, it's much cheaper. Uh, and for the rest, it's actually not bad. Dairy hasn't really increased as much as we expected so far. Uh, the center of the store is much less violent. <laughs> a few months ago, it, was, it got really expensive, but not as much now. So I'd, I'd go back to the center of the store to, to get some dry goods. Wonderful. Thank you so much for those absolutely wonderful, valuable tips, Mr. Charlebois. It's always such a pleasure connecting with you. Of course, I'm taking down some tips on what days do I go <laughs> shopping. I need to find those apps. But um, you keep up the good work. And thank you so much for all that you do for us. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. We were in conversation with Sylvain Charlebois, director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University, talking about those amazing, valuable tips to make you a smart, savvy shopper to save you some good top dollars at the grocery aisle. Right now, it's back to some more music. Stay tuned to Spice Radio, 1200 AM.